The fuck you say to me, you little shit? You sound so triggered. You triggered my trap card. I am getting to the point where I love what I do with this series. Thank you guys for downloading again. It's been an interesting couple weeks for me. Um, had a lot of stuff going on. And I'm sure everybody else has, but it's been a it's been an interesting couple of weeks in the news and everything else. But I had some something near and dear that I wanted to touch on. So I just got married recently. Uh end of March. Went to Disney World, it was pretty nice. Never been. You could actually go as an adult and still have a good time. Disney was it was pretty awesome. If if you're in the all of that. You know, even if you're not, you can still have a good time. Disney Springs is a place for everybody. But I just got married. And there was a couple things that kind of led up to that day. That it, it kind of pushed what I'm going to talk about today. So what I want to touch on is family, right? And this is probably going to be an extremely taboo subject. So, day of the wedding, I have a ton of family that's supposed to be there. Ton of family that says they're going to they're come. Mind you, I planned this thing a year and a half out. Me and my now wife, fiance at the time did. And we, everybody, yeah, we're going to make it, we're going to make it. Which, alright, cool, thanks. Send the invites out, send, send the reminders out, reach out to everybody when it gets close to it. And about anywhere between seven days before to 24 hours before, you get a massive amount of cancellations. And it's expected, right? We expect that. But the problem is, for, for me, when you're being led on for so long that somebody's going to be there. You pay you account for them and your number. Yeah, we're going to be there. We're going to be there. They're making plans with other family members on how they're going to split the hotel costs and all that other stuff. And they just don't show up. And that just got me kind of thinking on this this family tip because honestly I want to say that family can easily be the most influential people in your life and at the exact same sentence the most toxic people in your life so I come from uh, a family that we have always been close. We've always been close. And when we lost our, when I lost my grandmother, a lot of my family members uh, kind of fell apart at the time because her death hit everybody differently, harder. And when I was planning this marriage, you know, the one thing that kind of stuck in the back of my mind was the fact that it'll be the first time I, somebody, you know, we've done something to get 
my family together. And I was excited. I was like, you know, I was excited about getting married, but I was excited about the thought of my family, you know, reconciling some differences, things like that, and actually coming together for once for something positive. Because the last time my family was together, it was for my grandmother's funeral. And at the end of the day, the amount of family I had that actually showed up was so minuscule, it was almost like my family was just never there. My direct family was there, don't get me wrong, my dad came in from Alaska with his 9 million kids, uh, all my siblings were got there, I got a lot of siblings, uh, I want to say 9 siblings, I got a lot of siblings, but they came in from Alaska, that was a flight and a half, uh, you know, I, ha I had immediate family there, but you know, a lot of cousins weren't there, uh, long lost aunts and uncles uh family that you want to be there that has been a part of your childhood since you were growing up just wasn't there was not there and i understand for some people it's hard but again it comes back to this issue of you're telling me you're going to be there for a year and a half i'd rather you come up front and just say i can't be there that way i can game plan for that you know that's something we can game plan for and the reason it bothers me so much is when you look at the situation with, especially with the African-American families, and I have to say that, how many times do issues like those arise in that setting? I promise you, anybody listening right now can easily look back at this and say, you know what, he's on to something. Because I am at the end of the day. I, I talk about these things because these are things that need to be talked about that nobody wants to talk about. I'm saying what the generation that parents are raising want to say but can't because they're afraid of the backlash they're going to get. That's why we have a platform. One, you know, I was looking at a statistic of the amount of multi-generational homes, so homes where parents live with their kids for, you know, lo the longevity of their lives. Their their kids then get their own place, move their parents in, move their grandparents in. Do you know the Asian community is the largest community, 29%, that actually has their entire family living with them at any given point in time? Uh, and it's actually followed closely by African Americans, 26%. But if you ask... Any actual African American, they'll tell you, "Nah, I'm not doing that." One, one, you know, we have mad love for one of our family members. Sometimes you get both, but they got, you know, it's either, "Oh, I'll stick by my my mom 150 percent," but nah, I can't have my dad in my house, or I stick by my dad 150 percent. Nah, I can't have my mom in my house. Oh, I can't have my aunt in there for all these issues. How many? of us have this exact same issue but nobody talks about it and it was a conversation that was brought up to me before about how the African American community would be so much more successful if seven family members just got together and spent 350000 on a house but it was split among all seven family members. 
the cost would be cheaper. Everybody could actually strive and you're around family, keep family around. But I promise you, you go up to any one of those members and they're like, nah, I can't trust Aunt Shirley because she'd be coming up short on the rent where she at now. Why would I let her move into my place? Or, nah, man, Uncle Uncle James, nah, nah, he got drugs, man. I can't, I can't have that in the house. That's, that's the, how does that culture for us happen where we look at our own aunts and our own uncles and you can't trust them? Well, it's because at the end of the day, your family members paint themselves in that light. Please tell me if I'm wrong. I I, I honestly want to hear somebody come back and say, hey, look, no, that's not the way it is. You just, it's just a bad situation for you. This isn't for me. This is I'm speaking on the behalf of the individuals who feel the exact same way that I do, but won't say anything about it. I want you guys who are listening right now to actually ask yourself. I might even put a survey up. Would you let your parents or your aunts and your uncles? You had to pick seven people in your family to live with. Could you pull off seven people that you're close to? And you can live with for the rest of your lives in a $350,000 house and trust them to do what needs to be done. You know, bills got to get paid. Are they going to have their half of the rent? Are, are you going to complain because they don't take out the trash? Are they doing their fair share? And I guarantee you the numbers would be shocking. And it's because at the end of the day, we do it to ourselves. The... You can't paint a different picture of somebody else. They have to frame the picture for you. And all you can do is stroke the paint inside the lines. Just like you did when you were a kid. Paint inside the lines. That's all you can do. So, and it's crazy because when you look at all these other cultures and all these other ethnicities, you don't really see that. You know, a company I used to work for... uh, owner was Asian and I I dropped him off at his house one night we were coming back from a business house and he's like yeah man he had this huge beautiful house and then he proceeds to tell me how he's got his grandmother or he's got his wife's mother living there she watches the kids for him they've got their kids living there they've got their uh, aunt living there and I'm just like how in my mind I'm I can't see how that's possible how that's a standard living condition why because for my own expert for my own sway on things i've been in that situation and what happened was is i watched my my family suffer and essentially fold apart because there's always one individual who takes advantage of the situation why is it that we can't account on ourselves to rely on family members because they just won't show up for you at the end of the day that's why why is that though why you don't have to be there financially mentally spiritually works but we can't do that because there's always there's always there's always a draw there's always a oh i need something and then when you give them what they need they're gone they disappear for 40 60 80 100 days and you can't put any trust you can't put your trust in those baskets because Oh, yeah, you you try and, you know, mend the relationship, do what you can, and then 15 days later, they're asking you for money. And it's like, why, why'd you even try? 
I mean, for for the African American community, how many of you, when you know, when y'all get married, anything like that, you're, you're doing your your guest list, and you're like, can't put Aunt Terry next to Uncle Jen because they beefing. Uh, can't put Aunt Carol next to Aunt Terry because Aunt Terry because they don't like uh, Aunt Terry's husband. Um, can't put. Oh man, you can't even put Jim and John next to each other because they kids always beefing. Hey, didn't didn't Terry flatten Aunt Jen's tires last week too? And you up here trying to essentially work a maze for something that should be simple, something that you shouldn't even have to worry about. But this is how it is. We we my personal opinion is we got to do better. You know, that 26% to me is shocking. And I could tell you 90% of the problem is the generation, doesn't matter what generation it is, grew up with one or the other parent there 75% of the time. And the parent that is there is probably bad-mouthing some member of the family for 18 years Kids are sponges. You, we absorb that. Oh, don't listen. You know, uh, your mom and dad get divorced. You end up staying with your mom. Your dad's a pig. He's this. He's that. He ain't ever done shit for you. He ain't ever had your back. He ain't done a goddamn thing for you. Next thing you know, you grow up despising your dad. Your dad turns around and says, yeah, your mother's this, your mother's that. Man, fuck her. She ain't, she ain't ever done a damn thing in her life, man. She was, she was going around messing around with everybody. All right. So now what do you do? Well, you live with your mom, so you're just going to say, nah, dad, don't talk about my mom like that. That's This is the picture we paint. At the end of the day, this is the picture we paint. We do this to our own culture. You're raising your kids in these environments. Do you know how mentally draining that can be on a kid? At the end of the day, when they don't want to be around the negativity anymore, where they go? They go hang out with their friends. And their friends may not be the best friends in the world, but it beats home. Next thing you know, they in the city asking how much they can sell a nick for. And then they're shot. And then they're dead. And you're going to their funeral. And here's the family again. Instead of showing up to the funeral, they can't show up because their family's beefing and all this stuff. Or they show up and they start throwing blame and a funeral turns into a brawl. And the media loves that shit. Loves it. Come on, y'all. Again, tell me if I'm wrong. I... My true belief is that we do this to ourselves and we can't be upset when these other cultures see us the way that they see us. And we can't be upset when this generation feels like you can't fall back on family. 
because for our whole lives we were growing up with one member of family dogging another member of family but like i said at the very beginning you paint the picture yourselves too at the end of the day because when you know uncle uncle ray was around when you were a kid and he used to be your best friend and all this stuff you know you're 10 years old he's 26 years old hey man when you get older we doing all this we doing all that and then you're 26 and he's 40 hey man can can you loan me 40 dollars yo aren't you my uncle you coming to me for money but where were you when i had where were you when i had my cookout last week i sent you an invite i hit you up what happened Oh, man, I couldn't make it. I had some stuff going on. But if you can make that $40 happen, it, I, I need that, man. I need that. All right, cool. And you know what? Don't even don't even follow up with me. I, I, don't, I don't need to see you, man. I, I, don't, I don't got nothing to say to you. This is what I mean by we paint that picture for ourselves. Same thing. And we are infamous for it, too. We are infamous for it. Watch. Watch this line. Hey, man, you coming to the cookout on the 4th? Oh, uh, yeah, you know I'm coming through there. I'm coming through there. Can't wait to see everybody. I, I got your invite. I'm coming through there. What you want me to bring? What you want me to bring? Man, bring whatever you want. I just can't wait to see you, see the see the wife, see the kids. I, I'm excited to see all y'all. All right, cool, man. Bet. I, I'll see you when we there. January or July 5th. Nothing. July 6th. Nothing. July 7th. Uncle Ray. Hey, man, how everything going? Oh, it's good, it's good, it's good. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, look, man, I need you to spot me some cash. I got in a little bit of trouble, and they say if I don't get this done or if I don't pay $40 for this, I'm not going to be able to get this taken care of, and I got this whole court case coming up. What you got? Hey, man, I don't know what I can do for you. Man, you ain't ever there for me. Well, where were you at for the cookout? You didn't show up to the cookout. What happened? Oh, man, this this is part of that legal stuff I had going on. Man, you didn't even try. You didn't contact nobody. Come on now. Who'd you reach out to? Nobody. Not one family member even knew you were coming. But you're talking about you can't wait to see everybody. But you need this $40 because you got into some trouble. Family should not be... I don't even know how to put it. Family should not be in a well of give giving. I guess is the best way to say it. Family shouldn't be a well of giving that you could just keep pulling from, pulling from, pulling from. Because you know what? What happens when the well runs dry? You ain't got shit. But the only difference is, is you ain't got your family no more. Because at the end of the day. A family member will stand by you, will want to reach out to you, do everything they can. But when you keep running them dry and not even showing up for as simple as simple as a barbecue, they don't want you in their life no more. I wouldn't. I can tell you right now, I'm the type of person where I will continually always reach out to my family because that's just who I am. But at the end of the day, when you're nothing but an ATM or you're nothing but a, a free Uber, that shit gets real old real fast. And you will get dropped like there's no tomorrow. I drop you right off the face. I'll change my phone number. You don't even know where I'm at. Why? Oh, that, that's supposed to be. And then the first thing you hear when you go to a family event, he just happened to be there. 
hey, man, you don't ever be talking to nobody, man. Nah, because every time I try to reach out to you, you're asking for a favor. You're asking me for something. Come on now. You can't do for yourself. You're 40 years old. You're 40. I'm 22. Why am I providing for your family when I'm trying to establish my life? Oh, you ain't even got to be like that, man. I was just asking you for a simple favor. Your simple favor is putting your stress on us, putting your stress on another family member. But no one sees that. No one talks about that. It's crazy that nobody talks about that. It's like the one who's asked, being asked these things won't bring it up. They won't say nothing. But when they explode, every family member will turn around and look at us like we lost our mind. Because we should ooh, you you can't come off like that. What's wrong with you? He was just asking for a simple favor. That's great. And I just asked him to show up to a cookout, not ask me for $40, not ask me for a ride, and then get upset because, man, I'm at work. I, well, you know, in order to give you your $40, I got to do this thing called work. I, I, I'm not sure if you're doing it or where your money going. But you, you want to keep borrowing from me. I got to actually, you know, make a living and be able to sustain a place that I live so I'm not in the same position as you. Nobody wants to keep family in the same position. When, when you got family members that are struggling, that's, our goal is not to see you struggle. Especially when, when it's the younger generation looking on the previous generation. Our goal, our goal is not to see our elders struggle. But at the end of the day, we can't be ran dry. We're, we just don't have it. We're trying to build something for ourselves. Our times nowadays are a lot different than when our previous generations grew up. And it's only getting worse. But no one in the previous generation, when they ask these things, sees that or cares about that. They're just like, I needed a favor and you ain't have my back, man. Don't talk to me. Oh, all right, cool. That you, You're doing me a favor because at this time, I ain't, got no, I ain't got nothing for you. And depending on who you're talking to. You don't know how they feel about family. They may, You may be destroying them by saying, don't even talk to me. Well, because I couldn't do something as simple as spot you. I can't even talk to my own family no more. Or my family bashing me at all the cookout events. And I'm not, this isn't even a problem. This specific situation doesn't even deal with just the African-American community. It's abroad everywhere. There's so much drama and BS. Oh, you don't come up here for our events. It's an eight-hour it, it's an eight-hour drive. All right, but it, it works two ways. If you can't pick up a phone and it be like you just, you know, it, you should be able to pick up a phone a year later and talk to your cousin, talk to your aunt, talk to whoever it is like y'all just was talking yesterday. If you can't do that, then there's problems there that shouldn't be. And someone created them, whether it's the older generation creating an image of the Somewhat another family member, the younger generation creating an image of the older generation. Something caused it. Look at anyone. Look at anybody. And they will tell you the exact same thing that I'm telling you right now. It, it, for me, that, for me, it's disgusting because it's, it's not what family's supposed to be. When I grew up, Everybody used to go to my grandmother's house. We had cookouts there, holidays there. Everything was there. You know, they had spades nights. They had things like that. And there, that's where the family got together. It wasn't trash talking. Nobody was coming after each other's throat. It was everybody having a good time. How often do you see that now? 
without there being drama at the events. How often do you see that? I can promise you there's always some type of drama to kick up. And now you can't invite such and such to this place. And then it explodes. Well, now I can't invite this person and this person because of this. You can't invite family to a family event. Then that's terrible. It's disgusting. No matter what, family should always be able to support one another. But in today's era, it's like we spend more time trying to tear it down. And there's what are you supposed to say about it? Because at the end of the day, it's a two-way street. And I hate to say it negatively, but yeah, it's a two-way street. You can do whatever you want. You can reach out to whoever you're trying to, you know, mend a relationship with. And they're going to keep doing the same thing. Hey, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You got $20 I can hold? Hey, man, how you been? How you been? You got $50 I can hold? And then at the end of the day, you're just done. Now I painted a picture of every person that I don't want to deal with. I just, you end up saying, how many times have you heard this, this signature line? I can't deal with my family. That line should be a seldom used sentence in anybody's childhood. And I can promise you, in teens and your early 20s, that line it is overused. I can't stand my family for this or I can't stand my family for that. And what's crazy is it's used both ways. It's used when... You can't stand your family because they get upset when you can't do favors for them. But it's also used when you try somebody asks you for a favor and you can't help them. Man, I asked Jerry for twenty dollars and he couldn't do for nothing for me. He don't ever try and help me out. Or Jerry has his own struggles and he's just trying to make sure we he he got something to eat next week. He trying to make sure the bills are taken care of next week. We don't do nothing for each other at all. Flat out. There's no questions asked about it. We don't do nothing for each other. Very seldom do you see somebody doing something for somebody else. I do it all the time for my family. Even though does it bother me? Of course it does. But like I said, I refuse to see my family suffer. At the end of the day, I will do what I can to make sure I don't see my sis- my my family suffer my sister suffer my brother suffer my mother suffer my dad suffer doesn't matter what they do to me i just i can't do it does it bother me of course it's gonna bother anybody but the only way we can help the situation is by sticking by family and it it gets harder and harder with each generation because the parents or the aunts or the uncles ask for so much more but then don't understand you know they always try and that's the other thing too you 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 at the family event and the first thing they do is down talk the shit out of you man jerry what you doing man <clears throat> what's going on with your life you 31 years old you ain't got no house you still living at home with moms when i was your age i had already had a house by then i had two kids by then man i had everything i needed you ain't even applying yourself or you lived in an era where things were a lot cheaper and a lot easier to get. You can't do that in today's society. It's just not possible. It's not going to happen. Why are you down-talking your, your your nephew? Why are you down-talking your little brother? 
you're supposed to stick by him. Hey, Jerry, what's going on? You good? You need anything? I want to make sure we got your back. I know you got a lot going on. That's the conversation. Not, yo, when are you going to get your life together? When are you going to move out your mom's crib? Why you not? On, why you ain't got your own place? Because life ain't set up the way it used to be. It don't matter what you do. College is more expensive. Housing is more expensive. Gas is more expensive. Living is more expensive. And guess what? The wage didn't jump far enough with it. That 10 miles y'all used to have to walk in the snow to get to school every day. We could do the same 10 miles and you ain't going to get the same education and you ain't going to get the same opportunities. Why? Because they don't exist. They do not exist. Flat out. No questions asked. They don't exist. Again, I want to hear somebody tell me something else. Tell me where I'm wrong. Because, like I said, this is a, this is something for me that I feel strongly about. That we do this to ourselves. Especially the African American community. Because you're so quick to down a family member to another family member. And y'all just don't understand. It's one big circle. Aunt, your aunt talks trash to your uncle who talks, your aunt talks trash about your uncle to your brother who knows and is cool with the uncle because that's his brother, tells the brother. Next thing you know, his brother hates him because he's talking to his wife who talks trash about him. Or would that whole problem can be solved by not talking trash, keep family issues behind private doors. That's the way it's supposed to be. It's the way I was raised. Family don't need to know what's going on. Because the minute you put it out there, family can't keep their lips closed. I seriously want to hear what the opinions are and the views are on this. Because I know how I feel about it, but I want to know if I'm wrong. So, if I'm, if you, if you truly believe what I'm saying is incorrect, then have a, head over to my Facebook, facebook.com slash the triggered series, or tweet to me, twitter.com hashtag triggered talk. My handle is at the triggered series. I I don't know, man. This this is something that bothers me. And getting this out there, I'm saying things that I know people don't want to say. But at the end of the day, that's what I'm here for. You're going to hear it. There's nothing I can do about it. You got a problem. Don't download it. Have a nice night.